Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. We're your hosts. Mac and Ken. And we are so excited for today's episode. We have a special guest, Kate Warman, and she is more than a special guest. She's also a friend. And so this will just feel like a little chat chat. A chat chat. Chitty chat. Chitty chat. With a friend. But it's for the girl who can't get over someone, which is so real. And we can't wait to give you guys some direction in this. Yes. And I think she's going to have a lot of wisdom. If you don't know already, Kate is a... dating coach yep. and so that's right what she does like vocationally and yep. has a ton of experience personally dating but also a ton of experience through counseling other women through this yeah. writing books yes podcast she has so many resources of her own it's gonna be really incredible to hear from her this is such a special treat yeah. and yes before we get into it though we have our classic three minute tea and we are talking about our real life morning routine yes not pretty filtered versions real life like this is so real I feel like you like see other people's morning routines and you're like what they get up at 5 a.m and they have an hour long with Jesus and they go to the gym and they curl their hair and do their full makeup like no freaking way and then we are like hating on ourselves when it doesn't happen like kicking ourselves when we wake up at 8 p.m on act I mean a.m. on accident, you know? So anyways, let's give you guys the real life morning routine of people who are just normal. This is going to be amazing. This is us. Okay. We'll see how many. Did you start the clock? Two thorough details I give on this. Okay. Yep. I'm starting the clock right now. Three minutes on the clock. When the clock strikes, no more. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, Everybody that I work with is in a different time zone than me. So Mm. I get an extra hour to sleep in, which is pretty awesome. That's ideal. Yeah. Mm. Pretty awesome. So I usually wake up between 7 and 7.30. Depends. And um, this is really embarrassing. But typically, the first thing that I do when I wake up is text my boyfriend, which I know this is bad but this is really funny um one time he got mad at me for not texting him in the mornings and he told me that all I have to do is text him the space bar and that'll make him feel good so <laughs> so I what do you text him in the morning typically do more than a space bar but you say, good morning, um, I think I told a couple episodes ago that he's a little bit more like emotional than me mm-hmm. you know more in touch with his feelings mm-hmm. and you know we're long distance so it's just like sometimes he says like I don't know like do you go like your first two hours of the day without even thinking about me and I was like no, but I just forget. It's not that text. you don't see. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So, so I'm trying to be better. Cute. I'm trying to be better. What do you say? Hey, babe. That's usually it. That's perfect. Yes. Some okay. Emojis. Love that. Then do you brush your teeth? We got to keep going. Oh, I brush my teeth first thing. Very first thing. Yep. Obsessed with brushing my teeth. She loves and then I teeth. walk straight to the coffee maker. I start at the coffee maker. Then I take Rosie outside. She usually goes pee and poop. And then we come back inside and we pour a cup of coffee. And then I sit down with my Bible and sometimes it's short, sometimes it's longer. And then um, I never get ready for work because I work from home. And so I literally just look ratchet. And I usually just sit on the back porch. You don't work out in the morning? I don't work out in the so morning. You're not a workout girl. I'm morning. not a morning worker outer. You know, I tried it for about a week. 
Demorphia. It ended after a week. You make your time with Jesus a priority. I do do that. Yes. I yes. love that. That's important. That's yes. important. Okay, Ken. Okay, well, we, I get up pretty early only because I live with a boy and he loves getting up early, but we both suck at getting up when our alarm How goes off. How many alarms do you go? I mean, we go off. It probably goes off like five or six times before we actually go. Do you set it go. on early yes. on purpose to get more alarms yes. and snooze? Yes. Same. Like, yep. So I usually actually get out of bed at like six, but mostly because he gets out of bed. And like, I never get this when I hear couples where the girl like continues to sleep and the guy gets up because I'm like how do you do this? Because he like turns on the lights. It might be kind of rude. Like, but even the lamp, I'm kind of like the lamp. I'm like, turn that off. Like it he just never works. On the light? He like can't see his clothes. And then he can't see his clothes. Regardless, once he gets like, out of bed, light. once he gets out of bed though, I'm kind of like, I'm getting up yeah, too. That's true. It just like stirs the day. You just day. need the first person to yeah. get up and then it's not that hard. But it kind of is a bummer. It's like out of your choice, totally. you know? So anyways, though, I work out in the morning. First I usually thing. do. Uh, yeah, first, uh, I go back and forth. Sometimes I have Jesus time, sometimes I work out. Do you like wash your face, brush your teeth? I brush my teeth always, but I don't wash my face until I yeah. get ready. And then, um, yeah, I just work out and then have time with Jesus or vice versa. Nice. And you can squeeze a lot in if you wake up early and just keep moving. Uh, that's all I got for you. Timer. It's going to be a good morning. Wow. Tomorrow morning. We don't really have advice. I would say it's helpful <laughs> to set your alarm <laughs> far away from you so you had to fling your body out of bed <laughs> like the conversations in the morning are the worst I mean you should hear us I'm like yeah. no lord no yeah I hate getting up yeah I just mornings are worth it early mornings though they are so worth it and I have found that like um you make them enjoyable I think that some people try to make their mornings too like rigorous. Like they try to fit yeah. too much in and then they're miserable and they're stressed in their morning. I don't think mornings should be stressful. I think they should mm -mm. be easy and slow and whatever that means for you, do it. The okay. only rebuttal to that though is if you like get a lot done in the morning, then you're not stressed the whole day. Because I think well, sometimes people stress debatable. them out. <laughs> we just started an argument. We just started an argument. So do what you want, ladies. You do you. You do you. You do you, Bet. Be All productive right. and Should spend we, time with Jesus. Let's get okay. over to the real expert okay, yes. and stop letting us hooligans talk. Let's get into our episode for the girl who can't get over someone with the dating expert herself, Kate Warman. Okay. Hello, Kate. We have Kate Warman here, you guys. And I am so excited to jump into this conversation. We are talking to the girl who can't get over someone. And as we know, Kate is a dating coach and she's had some experience in this. So Kate, are you excited to talk about this? Uh, I'm so excited when y'all messaged me <laughs> and were like, let's talk to the girl who is stuck on someone. I was like, oh, first of all, that's been me a lot of the times, which is why I love talking about it. But it's also the majority or like a lot of the people in my DMs, even right now, they're like people are stuck on someone and it's limiting them from being able to yeah. continue to enjoy dating. So I'm so pumped to talk yeah. about this, guys. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's so true. I was literally, Ken's and I, as we were prepping for this season, we were talking about, you know, what are the topics we have to cover? And I was telling her, I was like, I have so many friends right now who are stuck on guys. And I'm just like, and, you know, it's been like months and months and months, and I've been hearing about this same guy over and over and over again. And I'm like, I like am starting to run out of advice for them of things to help them. So I'm super excited that we have you here, Kate, to really bring some wisdom and to hopefully just give women direction because I think that, I mean, I have so been this girl too, where I've gotten stuck on typically the idea of somebody in my head, something that I'm like, oh my goodness, like nobody compares to them, all these different things. And Man, when you get to the other side of that and when you kind of let go of this like false narrative of what it could be and you actually begin to date in reality again, um, it's really so freeing and so fun and so life-giving. And I think that there's so much beauty on the other side of that, but it doesn't mean it makes it any harder to get there. And so I think we just want to hear from you first, Kate, is like maybe just like some personal experience about sharing about a time where maybe you had a hard time getting over someone and, and maybe just to share a little bit about why you think as women, because I think it's oftentimes as women, we're so hardwired to to kind of hold on to relationships or, or crushes maybe longer than, than we should. Yeah. So I think this is so funny because I'm thinking even back to the dating quiz that you guys have that I took where I am the romantic, okay? And so my personality is very much like, When I'm in a relationship, I'm like in it, you know, I'm loving that relationship. I usually, my typical is I like love to fall. I love love. I love falling in love. I love fighting for love. And so like when a relationship ends that maybe I didn't want to end, or even if it's not that I'm dating them for that long, even if it's like just the beginning and I'm crushing on somebody and it doesn't, my mind's already going into like the what if could be with that person. Right. And so my personality is the romantic is very much when it, when it comes down and when it ends, my heart is hers because I so live in the romance. I so live and want that story and I love love. And so I think the first part here is like we have to, what has happened for me and I've been stuck on so many guys in my life um, from friends of mine that have been where I've been in, you know, a quote unquote friendationship that was a friendship that felt like a relationship that didn't have any definition or commitment behind it. And so it's very confusing. Actually, a lot of people get stuck on people in friendationships because it's very, very confusing and jarring. Um, And there's a lot of like maybes. Mm. There's a lot of like this could be something, but there's no clarity on what it actually is. And I think a lot of people stuck on people are because of friendationships. There's no clarity in the relationship. Um, And so for me, what I had to come to realize is you know, I have the choice to be able to be stuck on this person or to not be stuck on this person. And there were times in my life where I was just, I could not think about anything but the guy that I couldn't get over, you know? And it would be like every time I'm at a girl's night, it's been months since this thing ended, but I'm still talking about it. I'm still ruminating it. My friends have now exhausted till they're blue in the face all the advice that they can give me. And I'm still talking about it, right? And they're like, Okay, girl, at this point, you literally have to get over it, right? But at, at some point, I had to realize, like, 
you know, I'm kind of acting a victim to the situation. And that's what we do when we end up being stuck on someone. And what I had to realize for myself, like this, me being so hung up on somebody is actually hindering me from enjoying the present. So all my, all my conversations with my girlfriends are now focused on this guy and they're not focused on other things going on in my life. They're not focused on what's going on in my friends' lives, talking about important things, you know? They're just focused mm. on this guy. So I'm not able to be present and have life-giving conversations. So I'm losing that ability to really connect with people when I'm so hyper-focused on this person. Um, and so I, I realized how much that I was it was destroying me, my relationships and my ability to actually enjoy the present moment. And so I had to say, you know what, I have to take ownership of this and I have to work to, um, to find out why I'm so hyper fixated on this person. Um, because just talking about it, talking about how terrible it was or talking about the what ifs is not going to make it change. Like, why are you so hyper fixated on this person? For me, I had to do a lot of digging on my codependency tendencies. I had to look into, you know, what my hopes and dreams were that I wanted to be fulfilled and ask myself, do I actually trust that God's still going to fulfill those things? Um, even if it didn't come to fruition with this specific guy. So there was a lot of soul searching on my end, but ultimately ladies, for me, it just came down to, um, seeking ownership, realizing that I was actually, by living as a victim to being stuck on this guy, um, that I'm no longer with, like, it's nobody's fault that I'm still stuck other than my own. <laughs> and the yeah. and nobody's going to make me be unstuck to that person. I have to decide that I no longer want to spend every single day thinking about this person, hoping and living in the what if, bringing it up in every single conversation and therefore not being able to talk about anything else. And... I had to take the ownership that like, hey, there's some deeper things going on here. You can work to heal those things, analyze those things, and you can be free, but you have to decide to do it. So now yeah. I, you know, I might bring up a guy I've dated in the past, but it's very, you'll very hard pressed. To, it's rare that I'm going to ruminate over somebody over and over and over again, because I just can see that it ruins my ability to be present, to trust, to surrender and to be expectant for what God has next, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. good. <laughs> so good. I think that's a really good thing to highlight is like, I think so often we're like, it doesn't really matter that we're hung up on somebody like it's not really affecting anything. Like I just might meet the next person and it's all going to be fine. But I think yeah. the reality is, is that like you being stuck is like affecting you meeting your future someone and it's affecting relationships around you. And yeah, you need to do the hard work of letting, of letting it all go. But okay. I think a big question a lot of girls mm -hmm. have is like, how, how can we discern if it's like really time mm -hmm. to get over that person or if we should like still try to make it work or should we still be available or is it just time to like let it go like when do we know and how do we know okay that's good here's the deal I first want to call out the women that are so that have the heart that they want to fight for love like that's a beautiful thing yeah. and you can appreciate that in yourself that you want to fight for love 
Um, I'm a fighter for love and I want to call that out for myself. Like, Hey Kate, I appreciate that you want to fight for love and that you are willing to do what it takes to make a relationship work. So if that's you listening, that's a beautiful quality in yourself. Um, so appreciate that within yourself, but also know when to pull that quality in and when to let something go, right? I think that it's really, really important because mm. sometimes we see ourselves who are fighters for love and we're like, but I'm a fighter. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to go after this person. I'm going to be available. They're going to come back around. And then uh, we find ourselves stuck months and months and even years. I've seen people sitting stuck, not being healed from somebody. And so mm. I think the reality is how do you know if you should remain <laughs> um, waiting for this person? I am very much of the mindset that the majority of the time you if you hear the words that are coming out of this person's mouth saying hey this is not the right time for me I am not available for a relationship I cannot date you right now um you need to hear those words and you need to release it after that. Like, I think a lot of times we hear those okay. words and we fill in the blank after. We're like, okay, they're not ready right yeah. now. But does that mean they could be ready <laughs> in a few months? Like, what about next year? What about, you know? And here's the thing. If they are ready in a few months, if they are ready next year, God will cross your paths again. And mm. there will be a moment where you're like, this is, a, oh my gosh, like you're more healed. You're more ready. I'm more in a better place too. This is awesome. This is a beautiful timing for us to reconnect. But I think the number one thing that people should do is just hear the words that the person is saying, take them for the face value. If they're like, I am not in a place to be in a relationship. I'm not emotionally available. I'm, this is not a good season for me. Hear those words and keep living your life without clinging to the hope that that may happen again in the future. And that yeah, is so good. hard to do, but mm -hmm. it is, we just have to stop living in the what if, you know, we have to be able to surrender it and say, you know what, God, I'm actually doing myself and this person a disservice if they need space, if they need healing for me to continue to cling on to them. I'm using my own heart space, clinging on to them. And I'm also kind of like, spiritually attaching myself to them still, which doesn't even allow them the full freedom to continue on with their life truly. And so I mm. believe the best thing we can do is just allow that person to keep walking in their journey. Listen to the words they are saying, let that person go do their thing. You do your thing and trust we have to, this is where it comes back to surrendering the control because we don't want to mm. surrender control when it comes down to it. We want to live into the what if because living in the what if means that it's a story that we can create and grasp onto that will give us hope. And instead of trusting that whether or not it works out with that guy, God has got you, you know, God wants to move you and continue to work in you as a single person. And it's not that you're giving up on that person or giving up on love. It's that you are continuing to step forward into what God is calling you in your singleness and whether, and God may bring you back together, right? He might, but living each day, wondering that is going, is going to take up brain space that could be used to move towards what God is calling you to. And so I just really think like we need to challenge ourselves into more surrender and more control, uh, into more release of control. Um, and cause that's what it is when we don't want to let go of an idea of somebody, it's because we don't want to surrender our control of the situation. You know, yeah. we, we are so we're actually 
ultimately a lot of times fearful that if this thing doesn't work out because there were so many good elements if this thing doesn't work out is there anything else that is ever going to be good you know and that is Mm. not a that's an issue with our trust in the sovereignty of God and the trust in the goodness of God you know because God is good if this was a good gift he will bring you another good gift of some kind we have to believe that that is true so I just think you just let it go and you continue moving on your lane. And if God makes it so clear to you that you, that this is right to get back together or to talk again, then you do it. But until then you continue on your own healing journey. All right, all you single ladies, if you are single Christian and looking to date, but don't know where to start or where to meet incredible men, check out Upward, the free app that's super easy to use. Download it, make a profile in minutes and chat with other faith-first singles near you. I actually know several people that have met on Upward and are in amazing relationships today. So, hey, why not try it? All you got to do is download Upward today. That's so good. That's so good. And you called out something that I think is so real. And um, gosh, like I think we've all been a part of those conversations. You get together with your girlfriends and it is so fun to like live in the clouds about relationships and be like, oh my goodness, when he said that, I bet he really meant this. And like that one action he did, he still cares about all these things. Like we love to like live in, we love to like live in the clouds when it comes to relationships, yeah. like in the like, what ifs and oh my goodness. And you know, this could happen and this, but the truth of the matter is like, we have to like steep our relational thinking in truth, in reality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like you yes. cannot, you, you just cannot yeah. go off of like what could happen or what if he meant this or whatever. And yeah. I feel like too, being somebody who has like had to like make up stories in my head to like make myself feel wanted or to make myself feel loved. And then being in relationships where like you get to like live in reality and they're actually amazing and better than what's in the clouds that like, it's so worth it. It's so worth it not to have to kind of like make up stories in your head um, and fill in the blanks for somebody like there's, there are like incredible men out there who can, who can love you really well without you having to make up the stories to make yourself feel loved or to feel seen by them. Mm -hmm. And I think that we forget that as women, like we're so like comfortable with having to like fill in the gaps for people when and forget that like we deserve to have people who can like love us in the truth and reality of our everyday situation and so I think that's really important to remember and I'm so glad you said that and I want to ask you some more questions about this because I think this is important too Kate and you just um, recently released an amazing book called (laughs) Thank You for Rejecting Me so good and when I think about women who can't get over guys I'm thinking about some of my friends and I'm thinking about situations I've had in the past and um, situations that my friends have been in the past oftentimes it has less to do with the person that they can't get over and more to do with the rejection that they can't get over. Um, And oftentimes we cling on to a relationship or a past, you know, friendationship or whatever it is, because we're trying to rewrite that story of rejection. Mm. It's like, well, if I can get them to like me later, then like that rejection is canceled. And I think some of us in our culture day, we're just so afraid to sit with rejection and to actually see Mm. it as a gift and something that 
can ultimately like spur us on towards like what God maybe really truly has for us. And so I want to just ask you, Kate, because I feel like you're an expert on this. Like, how can we go to God, God himself for affirmation and Mm -hmm. identity when we're like feeling the sting of rejection by somebody else? Yes. And I think what's so important here is Um, I, oh my gosh, I just actually had a conversation with an amazing woman about this, but we have to know that like attracts like. And so if you are believing negative things about yourself, if you are so fearful about rejection, you're going to attract someone that potentially is not going to treat you very well and potentially will reject you, whether they abandon you like emotionally or whether they actually leave you. And so, and, and we have to know that in advance. So I think the working on these rejection narratives and the fear of rejection actually starts before the rejection. It starts before you even are dating or if you're in dating right now, it starts right now addressing these things. It's so important because so I haven't met like a single person who doesn't fear rejection in some capacity, you know, and there's different, um, there's a scale of fearing rejection. There's a level of it where it's like, this hurts and I don't want to experience it again, but it's not going to take me down. Um, because I know who I am, even if rejection happens and And then there's somebody who's like, I am so afraid of it happening because insert whatever the fear is, because if rejection happens, it means I'm unworthy. If rejection happens, I'm abandoned again and nobody's ever going to choose me. If rejection happens, it's because I'm not pretty enough, not interesting enough, not, you know, insert whatever here enough. Um, If rejection happens, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I'm going to be alone forever, you know? And so you, these, we, there are these mindsets and these belief systems about rejection. And so If you're in a relationship and you haven't already addressed some of your um, propensities towards the fear of rejection, then you are basically going to do whatever you can to avoid that fear of rejection. You know, you are going to stay stuck on that person. You're going to perform to make that person like you. You're going to cling on to a relationship that maybe isn't that good for you just because you want to avoid rejection. And so what we really have to do is we have to avoid rejection. Uh, we have to work on our relationship with rejection before we even get into a relationship. And so think about why you are so fearful of rejection. Like, and usually it starts with things in your childhood. It has to do with your family of origin and things that happened, whether you were bullied by friends, whether one of your or both of your parents were not that attentive. Maybe that you had great parents, but they just couldn't be fully emotionally, um, they couldn't emotionally fully give you their attention. And so maybe you felt some emotional rejection from them. Um, Maybe you felt, maybe one of your parents left and you actually had abandonment and physical rejection in your life. And so tracing the roots of your fear of rejection. And then after you trace some of those roots, you can start seeing the patterns of where that continued to be exasperated. You know, you had friends in high school that bullied you or friends in high school where you just weren't the one that fit in and, and you, you didn't feel like people just liked you for who you are. Well, that reinforces this idea that you're going to be rejected by people and that you're not going to be loved for who you are. Right. And so then when that narrative continues into dating, you're like, okay, my goal subconsciously, not always, we won't say this is our goal, but subconsciously you're looking for somebody that'll actually just give you love and you'll cling to it 
all with all your might and do whatever you can to form and shape and mold yourself to make this relationship work not because like because you're you're really looking for your identity within them you know you're really looking for them to be the person that's going to heal all of this rejection wounding from your past and so what we really have to do is we have to first be aware and acknowledge these patterns, these roots, the traumas that have happened in our life, whether big T traumas, you know, really big, horrible thing that happened or little T traumas, things that just compounded over the years that led to this giant fear of rejection or worse, ladies, what is also in here I love talking about is internal self rejections, you know, these these. Mm these things that have happened in our life then lead to us rejecting ourselves through the ways we're talking about ourselves and internally abusing ourselves. And therefore, you know, when we're in a relationship, we're just looking for somebody to fill all those voids of the things that we don't actually believe about ourselves, you know, and that's, we're never going to get it. That person is never going to be able to make us feel so full, so happy, so worthy that as much as we really need, because we have to find that outside of relationship. We have to know that with or without this person, we are still worthy. We are enough. We are beautifully and wonderfully created. And we have to f- come, be able to come to a place knowing that rejection will always happen. I don't always have control over that, but I will be okay with or without that thing working out in my life. I will be okay because yeah. I am strong enough to go through that. And I have God who is continually leading me through every step of the way. Gosh, I'm so pa- passionate about this. So I get fired up. But um, I think that's something we really need to look at because oftentimes when people are stuck on somebody, it's because they they aren't grappling with the, why they fear rejection so much, and yeah. they are they're, they're they're an idol is put in that relationship that needs to be taken off and analyzed, you know. And so, the way to really yeah. look at that and work through that is just being honest with yourself, and then working through and starting to heal some of those woundings and those patterns and those things you believe about yourself. So you can reclaim your worthiness so that, you know what, if a guy is and you are dating and it doesn't work out, man, you're like, that is a bummer. I'm going to grieve that. That hurts. But I'm okay still. I don't need that person and I to work out to feel like my life is complete. You know, I don't need that person I to work out to feel like I am worthy. You know, I already know that I'm worthy. So, um, gosh, a lot of times when people are stuck without being able to get past someone, it's because they ultimately fear rejection and they have to address some of that wounding that's happened to them. Mm. that's so good and it makes me think my friends and I have recently started talking about this and we say this all the time to each other we're always like rejection's not that bad because like sometimes you got to tell yourself that because you think about it it's like if you find out that someone is not interested in you it is not that bad it's not the end of the world especially when you know your worth you know your identity you know all those things you have an awesome community around you that is like you already know loves you and chooses you and wants you and all those things and so i think like i would love to just change that conversation among groups of women like with your girls it's like just let's remind each other that you know, we're going to be totally fine on the other side of rejection. And it's really not that bad. And I think there are probably some girls that are listening to this podcast right now. They saw that title, you know, for the girl who can't get over someone. And maybe they have like a crush on this guy. They've had a crush on him for a really long time. And what is crazy is that 
being able to be open to the idea of rejection might be the literal thing that you need to like confront to be able to get over that person. Because sometimes we just got to be willing to tell somebody how we feel and not be able to control and manipulate the outcome and Mm -hmm. risk the chance of rejection. And two things happen. Either A, you find out they like you back. Great. Awesome. (laughs) we'll see what happens or B they're not interested at the time or they're not interested in or they're dating somebody else whatever it is and if you can grapple with it now like you said Kate then yeah it's not that that it doesn't have to <laughs> and be then, it doesn't have to be personal it doesn't have to be yeah. taken as like because what happens is you're personalizing yeah. the rejection otherwise yes. like they rejected me and it's something to do with me and that's why they're rejecting me but a lot of times especially in the situation you're talking about Mac it it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to do with us. It could be a million other reasons. Not a good time in their life. They're still hung up on their ex. They're just not interested in you, which doesn't mean you're not amazing. You're just not for them. Yes. And that's okay. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and then you get the freedom on that other side of that to not have to live in this, like, what if, wondering. And I, that is the worst feeling when all you can do is think about somebody. Like, it's it's so <laughs> suffocating, honestly. But yes. it's so freeing when you get clarity, when you get an answer and then you can kind of begin to to heal to to you know be sad for a few days whatever it is you got to do and then move on to what what God might have yeah. for you next and so yes, I think so that good. when we come to those situations that rejection is maybe the piece like being willing to risk rejection might be the piece that like is what you need to really wrestle with because that's what's going to get you to the other side of this yes. issue that you've been struggling with that's good yeah so good Okay, I'm curious for you, what has it looked like? Um, obviously, you've faced rejection in your dating life. And what does it look like for you here to like rebuild confidence after being rejected? Mm-hmm. And like we're saying, it's not as bad yeah. as maybe it might feel. And But, you know, of course, there's moments where it feels personal to girls. So what does that look like to you on the other side and might help somebody in the same situation? Well- This is such a good question. I think one of the first things, if you really find yourself stuck on somebody, I think you should ask yourself, what was I getting from that person that I'm so hung up on? And if it was, let's say for me, it was like affirmation or the feeling of being loved or worthiness, then now I'm calling those things out. That's what I was really at the core getting from that person that I was clinging on to, a feeling of security. Okay, how can I give those things to myself, first of all? Like, how can I get that without this person? What can I do to make myself feel affirmed? How can I get that from the Lord? How can I make myself feel safe? How can I, um, you know, find my own worthiness without that person? And so I think that's one thing also that I had to do um, that helped me rebuild confidence because I realized... I started breaking down why I was so stuck on guys. And within doing that, I was able to say, okay, I don't need to give my power to that guy. Like I'm a powerful person. God has given me that, you know, we are each so uniquely powerfully created and I can take my power back. So what are the ways in which I can claim my own worthiness? I can validate myself in a healthy way, in a way that's not prideful, but that in, you know, instills confidence. There are like, I can tell myself, Kate, you are beautiful. And that's not me being prideful. It is me like expressing confidence and truth because 
I know that to be true. I know that is what God says about me. Kate, you are, you know, joyous. You have, you are expressive. Like speaking these truths to myself, there's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, we need to do it more. It's not pride. This is confidence and reaffirming who God has created us to be. So if I was looking to this guy to make me feel affirmed and valued, I need to find a way to make myself feel affirmed and valued outside of him and, and looking to God. And even to the point of, I say this in my book, ask some of your best friends, you know, like they're your best friends are friends with you for a reason. So I love going to a friend and being like, what do, what unique things do I bring to your life? Like, why, why are you friends with me? You know? And sometimes we need that mirror to be reflected to us for a friend to tell us, you know, Kate, you are just so thoughtful and I love how thoughtful you are and how you create experiences for people. And I love being around you because I know that you are just, you're going to care deeply about who, about me and my story and about the unique things I love. So when we can ask our friends those things, we're like, oh my gosh, we speak this truth into ourselves, realizing Mm -hmm. that we don't need to put our value in what this guy said about us, but we can reclaim that for ourselves. And so when when you're rebuilding confidence outside of a rejection, breakups, or being stuck on a guy, I think one of the biggest exercises I love doing is just write down a list of the things that you bring to a relationship and put that down and and literally study it, pray over it, like speak it over yourself daily. Like I bring to this relationship, like the fact that I'm a woman with vision. I bring to this relationship, the fact that I'm a, I'm affirming woman, woman that speaks truth into people. Like what are the things that you bring to a relationship, you know? And when you can know those things so truly, truly and deeply, when you put yourself out there again and the guy, like you have to, first of all, it can come to the point, ladies, where like you have to repeat that to yourself even before you put yourself out there. You know, before that first date, before the hanky drop, you're re-looking at this list and you're like, hey, remember, what? no matter what happens here, these things are all still true. And this person is lucky to be sitting across from you because here's the beautiful things you have to offer them. You know, and so when you can literally come into ownership of knowing those true things about yourself... Um, you can walk in there confidently. It changes the way you engage with the person. It changes your eye contact with them, your presence, your curiosity. It changes because you're not there worried like, oh my gosh, are they going to choose they? Are are they going to choose me? Are they going to pick me? Is this going to go well? Like, or are they going to reject me? You're not thinking about those things. You're just thinking about like, this is an enjoyable experience. I want to learn about another person. I'm not worried about what's going to happen after this. I'm just enjoying this time with this person here in front of me, you know, and that actually makes dating enjoyable (laughs) versus this process of like, Oh, are they going to choose me? Pick me. Am I going to be rejected? Like I'm putting myself out there and I don't know what's going to happen. Dating's always going to be a risk, but when you can come to grasp onto these amazing, beautiful things about yourself, it can, and you walk yeah. into those re- situations with that, it can be so much, it can be freeing, it can be empowering, and it can be fun. <laughs> yes, that's so good. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get in such a rut when it comes to my quiet time. I don't know what scripture to read. I journal on and on about all my random feelings, and I get so easily distracted. But what if I told you that there was a resource to make your time with Jesus more powerful and productive? We are so excited to introduce you to our new monthly subscription, The Tent, Encountering Jesus in Your Everyday. 
Each month, you'll get the resources and encouragement you need to revive your time with the Lord. This will include a monthly focus and challenge, guided prayers, and personalized content that we love. We're so excited to announce that we have an awesome deal for our For The Girl podcast listeners. We are giving you $5 off this monthly subscription, locking you in at only $10 a month. This opportunity won't last forever, so seriously, go sign up today. Head to ForTheGirl.com for more details and to pitch your tent to encounter God in your everyday. I want everybody listening to this to just like rewind and like listen to those few statements you said just over and over and over again of like what it really looks like to like build confidence in your spirit. I think there's just so many women like unknowingly dating with so much insecurity that they're not even aware of because of rejection, because of breakups, because of things in their past that they just like haven't dealt with. And if like, yeah, you're able to build that confidence, it changes everything in your dating life and changes like yeah Mm. everything so I think that's full of truth so good Mm. so good Kate so good Kate okay Kenson I wanted to add uh, just a couple little practical tips for for you if you are the girl who cannot get over someone uh, Kenson I love to bring just like the practical little hard truths here at the end here so number one we're going to encourage you Kate might yeah, and then Kate, to add. Yeah. We want you to yes, add if you think of more. <laughs> first things first, ladies, we want you to really consider this. This is huge and so important. When I think of my own journeys with being able to like move on from someone is to cut off communication, at least for a season. It's so important. Like, I don't know. I just have talked to so many, so many of my friends and like, I can't get over them. And I'm like, yeah, you text them every single day. It's like, you know, how can your mind even begin to think differently when you're literally like treating the relationship the same as it was? And so sometimes for a season, it's really great to just say, hey, for right now, I need to move on from this. And for a season, I need to like not be in communication with you. And I know that's scary because it feels like they might forget about you and they might like the chance of like them coming back around might be cut off. But sometimes Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we need to be able to set ourselves up for success when it comes to moving on from someone. So it's hard. It's terrible. You don't want to do it. But for a season, do your best to cut off communication. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, okay, another little tip we said was stop looking at their socials. Am I right? Like <laughs> yes, mute them, on. unfollow them, whatever you gotta do. Honestly, the unfollow sometimes is the drama, so sometimes the mute is the good way to go. You know, <laughs> sometimes them. unfollows. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, are calls for attention. So I like the mute because yes. it's. There's, there's no drama. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You just got to stop. I Social media just lingers with you. You don't even know it. You, like, glance at something they posted on the story, and then, like, it just follows you. And then you're and then looking there's a at girl in the st- background, and, you, and then you're finding yes. yourself, who is that girl? And you find, and you stalk, yeah. and it's a thing. You find everyone. out her whole oh story. <laughs> yes. You, like, know where she went to high school. Like, literally everything. It's crazy. Yes. Okay, so cut out the Then you start watching her stories. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do it, guys. Don't A do deep, it. Dark hole. But yes, <laughs> cut off the communication. Stop looking at your socials. Um, yeah. Yep. And yes. yes. 
And then the last one we have for you guys, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, Kate, but it is just truly telling yourself the truth of what is really happening and choosing your actions based off the truth and not the kind of the stories you've created. Sometimes we don't even realize that we've kind of manipulated ourselves into thinking a situation is different than what's actually happening. So spend some time like... Un, you know, digging up like what is really going on in this situation and then choose to respond based off of the truth, not the stories, not the fill in the blanks. Um, this can be so freeing sometimes and you kind of have to backtrack a little bit because oftentimes we cope by tell by filling in details and telling ourselves different stories. So in this time where you're really trying to get over someone like Live by the truth of what's actually happening. Steep your relationship and reality and try not to let it live in the clouds. Kate, did you have any other final tips and tricks? The one thing I'll say is clarity is king. If you are in an ambiguous situation, you don't know if if the person is saying hey, I don't know if now's the right time for me to be in a relationship, but then they keep talking to you and you're confused and then you find yourself a victim to this pattern of like, I'm confused. Like they said they didn't really want to be dating, but they keep talking to me. You need to take ownership of the situation. And if you want clarity, instead of just talking about it at every girl's night, trying to analyze what's going on here, does he actually want to get back together with me? Does he actually want to date me? Or like, why do you think all this is happening? You need to institute clarity in your life. And for me, that's like having a conversation with the guy. Like, hey, if I'm hearing you correctly, I hear you saying this. I hear you saying that you're not able to be in a relationship right now. And therefore... What is feeling confusing to me, I would love to understand like why I keep hearing from you or why this is happening. Give them an opportunity to respond. And then this is where you put up your own boundaries. You need to know yourself and put up your boundaries. You know, if they are like literally in a place of confusion um, and ambiguity, you do not have to allow yourself to sit in ambiguity and confusion. You can say, okay, it seems like you're unsure right now. For me, I don't feel safe when the person is does not know where they stand with me and feels very ambiguous. So for me, this is what I need. I'm going to need no more communication for you from you right now. I am going to need to not look at your Instagram stories. I'm going to need to just remove myself from you for a time being in order to focus on myself and my own healing. So I just think that these conversations do not happen as often. And we have to empower ourselves that if you feel stuck to like a guy stringing you along and you're not sure about what's going on, Clarity is king. You can bring up, have a clarifying conversation and then set the boundaries that you need to set. (laughs) So good. Oh my gosh. So full of truth. We got so many tips, tricks, advice, direction. Kate, honestly, until this, I like, you are the real date. You're the real deal dating coach. I mean, I mean, but we need you. We need you like all across the world sharing these messages. I need messages. you on speed dial, always. Yeah. You know, hey, <laughs> help me. I help have me, it Kate. also pouring into me too. Because even though I dish it, I still need the reminders. Okay, <laughs> so I feel yeah. so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I hope this is helpful to everybody listening. We want to talk more about this stuff and dating and all the things. I know this is something that so many of you women are walking through. So we want to be able to resource you, have more chats with Kate, who knows what. Uh, but this is going to be really, really fun. 
And yes, thanks for being here, Kate. Thanks, and ladies. Kate, <laughs> we got to tell them all about before we go. Oh, we already told yes. them about your book. Thank you for rejecting yeah. me. Your podcast, Heart of Dating. Yes. Literally, it's just like chats with you about all things dating. You cover every topic under the sun when it comes <laughs> yeah. to dating and relationships. This is awesome. And then where can they keep up with you on Instagram? Yes, Kateness is my personal Instagram. It's spelled K-A-I-T-N-E-S-S. And then Heart of Dating, we have an Instagram out there. We're on TikTok too, doing our best. My girl, Gabriella's thriving out there. I'm not a great TikToker, but we're trying. Um, <laughs> and if you go to heartofdating.com, there's all sorts of things. We have a dating program, Drop the Hanky, all sorts of fun stuff, you guys. So thanks for having yes. me here. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so fun. fun having you. And we'll talk with you soon. Love you girls. Bye.